Hey guys, I'd like to officially welcome you guys to season two of Kicking It With Mella, um, Cash Time. So what Cash Time is about, I pretty much just created it so that I have a nice comfortable environment for my panelists and my consumers um, so that we can just sit back and talk about deep and meaningful topics and be like super comfortable. To those who are new to my channel, um, welcome. And to those who have been following from the beginning, I love you guys and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, as you know, I literally just moved to Melbourne two months ago and I've been trying to settle in that's why it's been so long since I've posted but um, I'm back and we're here and we have a new setup so I'm like super happy about that today we're going to be talking about being a small black business owner um, being a small black business owner myself I thought it'd be interesting to just talk about the pros and cons of being a small black business owner so I wanted to introduce my panelists <laughs> so here we have Maha and Anna um, you guys just tell us about yourselves. Um, tell us, tell us, um, tell us about your business and like why you started it. I'm Maha. My business is Nails by Softang. Um, I started my business in June 2020 is when I actually got the idea to start it, and I officially started taking clients in December 2020. And it's just been a lot of ups and downs during the whole period um loss of motivation is a big factor as well but we're here we're here yes and nails by something good <laughs> um my name is anna or as many people who know me it's ud hair and beauty or ud hair um i'm a hairstylist as well as a small business owner i sell hair products um, anything wig related I do um, everything I do self-taught the reason I started was simply because I was tired of watching all the girls in the UK and the girls in America switch up their hairstyles have good quality wigs different colors different looks every other day but in Melbourne we had or Australia in general we had none of that and so I just wanted to you know be that person, be that person. Mm -hmm. like I really just wanted to put Australia on the map like I want to give black women in Australia the same opportunities, the same, you know, experiences with their hair as um, the other girls in the UK and the Period. US have. <laughs> Love to see it. Um, well, some of you already know, but I'm the makeup artist. It's so good. We have a whole beauty squad here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started my business when I was like 18, I think. Um and I'm 21 now, or maybe it was, I was 17, I don't know, I started it a while ago, I'm 21 now, and over the past two years, it's been going quite well, because um, I do do it full-time now, but yeah, I'm a makeup artist, I have a similar story, but it's more women of colour based, so my business is called Coco Complexions, and um, I created my business for women of colour based um, for women of colour, because it's not, especially in Australia, there's not a lot of makeup artists that cater to us. So I wanted to be that person that catered to others. Like being a dark skin girl, like a 16-year-old dark skin girl trying to buy makeup, was a, like it was such a struggle. Let alone being able to get your makeup done. Like I'm telling you, if you were born in that era, I mean if your ball was in that era around like, I want to say. Beauty. Yeah, before, mm -hmm. I want to say before like 2017, mm -hmm. your ball, you were looking ashy because you're going to MAC to get your makeup done and they were not doing the job. So, um, yeah, so pretty much I am a makeup artist, um, fully qualified. I did do a course last year, but it didn't really 
teach me a lot. I'm mostly self-taught um, and I'm an educator as well. So I educate makeup. Um, I teach a lot of makeup artists who are trying to learn how to do deep skin. And I also teach people who are just trying to learn how to do makeup. And I do online courses, um, one-on-one lessons. Um, but yeah, that's pretty Spouse. much it. Besides, besides <laughs> being a costume creator. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like my main um, form of income. So yeah, makeup artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the small business, like the trend. So do you guys think that, mm. like, Ooh. having a small business is a trend? Like, do you think that people are just doing it just for the sake of being a boss babe and, like, being an entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur? And because it's so accessible now, like, Instagram and stuff, do you reckon people are just doing it for that reason? I have a very, very strong opinion on this. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> because um, I was talking to another friend who, she has a business as well, um, and she had posted this quote that was like, in your 20s, travel, do what you love, make friends, date, whatever. And at the bottom was like, start a business. And I said to her, I'm so tired of seeing these quotes because starting a business is not a requirement. It's not part of the checklist of living. It's not part of the checklist of being in your 20s. I think a lot of people put this unrealistic pressure on themselves to start a business because it looks good. Because they can be like, yeah, I'm self-employed, I'm a boss babe. They're seeing people on social media talking about, you know, I've got four businesses and I'm 21 and I've bought six houses and I've got four cars and they think, yeah, let me me run and start Mm. a business. But when you hear all of us talk, you're going to actually understand that Mm. It's, it's more it's to way it. more it's to work, it. man. It's, it's way not more easy. To it. It, yeah. It's a lot. And I always say to people, anyone who I was actually talking to one of my friends on the way here, he wants to start a business. And I was saying to him, I was like, don't start the business unless it's something you actually enjoy. Because mm. I don't, don't know. Do if, if money, you, yeah, well. Don't do it for money. Don't just nah. do it for money. Money, you you can get money anywhere. Mm. You can find your way to make money. A yeah. business is not necessarily it. But like thinking about you, like your teaching, you've had to invest. Hundreds mm. of dollars. Oh, a lot of money. Hundreds of <laughs> you're, you're learning how to do nails. Yeah. You spent so courses, much money. Yeah, it's not you, easy. You brought products that you used. And it's an ongoing like, process. Yeah. Like you're still buying. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, you had to take feedback from clients. Mm. You probably, you know, doubted yourself for a long time. Mm. Any business owner will experience imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, and oh, that's very mentally draining. Yeah. It it's takes a lot. Easy. That's why a lot of people don't last. And, yeah. like... Mm. I think it was like last year or the year before. These lash businesses had mm. every girl Check in a chokehold. Wow. Oh my God. Apparently, it's during lockdown, everyone person. was a CEO. Babes, is your business even registered? And you want to talk about a CEO? I'm telling you, it's just for the name in the bio. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it does, there's literally no meaning behind it. Mm. Like, you're not really putting in that work. And it's like, this, this isn't even me sh- like throwing shade. It's more like, um, People want to, like, start these businesses, but they're not putting in the work. And then yeah. it doesn't mm. even end up lasting. Because you see these lash businesses that they started, because it's easy to start a lash business. Like, mm-hmm. anybody can do it. But when it's people that are actually putting in the work, making sure that their lashes are good quality, mm-hmm. 
and they're like consistent with selling and like when the lashes come they're in good packaging it's like mm-hmm. those are the people i can give props to no. a lot of people just starting businesses just for the sake of starting businesses i won't lie I, i've studied business since i was in year 10 because i really enjoyed business i always knew business was going to be something i do i always knew i wanted to have my own business mm. but what the business was going to be was the question that was literally the only question yeah, yeah and i remember you like yeah, telling me about I've, it I've, yeah i've always been about it like i mm. always knew i wanted to that's the type of person i am anyone who knows me is the type of person i am but in choosing what i have chosen i chose something that i enjoy like it doesn't feel like work to me. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. It shouldn't feel like work. Like, mm. of course, there's going to be... Like, right now, I'm rebranding. Yeah. Anytime I have free time, I'm sitting on Canva designing or yeah. I'm talking to my vendors. I'm it's spending, really the behind yeah, the scenes it's stuff. The behind, it's the, the work, behind yeah. the scenes. And when you choose to do something that you don't enjoy... We Just can tell. Money. We your, can definitely. Your clients can tell. But consistency isn't yeah. there. And, and at the end of the day, like, people who start a business and think, okay, I've got the brand, I've got the products, I've got the website, that's all I need to do. That's why businesses don't succeed. Mm-hmm. When you have a business, you have to be open to continuously learning. Yep. Continuously you know a good business owner is ever learning ever learning always mm. like and you have to be keeping up with the trends like uh, yeah these I things are always changing with hair makeup nails, nails. like you got to make sure that you're keeping up with the trends especially yeah. with social media and stuff like it's not easy that's why like we're really stressing on you really need to have a passion for it before you start mm-hmm. it and like don't just do it just because everyone else is doing it because it's a trend cuz anyone can do it you're going to fall off like i'm not even going to lie to you you jump into it and then a few months later you're like this is too hard Mm -hmm. you know but that's why so many people end up having like six different businesses and each one has failed and they're spending hundreds of thousands you're investing money for what like you're actually losing money you're in loss that's what i'm saying like it's okay to want to invest in yourself but business might not be the thing you need to invest in yourself in it's okay (laughs) like it's actually okay i need people to stop acting like the only way to look successful is to have mm. a business because anyone can go on Alibaba and print on. Uh, a, babe, a, I can the, go Ali, AliExpress like, and buy wholesale lashes and resell them. Anyone, like, it's not hard. It's not it, those things aren't what make you a good business. That's just, that just makes you and makes you a business. business. Yeah, mm. just makes you. But a good business is someone that resamples, like gets hella samples, mm. checks through everything, tries it for themselves, and is like, oh, I don't like this, sends it back. It's a process, especially with wigs. Like you were telling me the other day, you you would. I will send the wig back if I'm not how like they make her because like she's sending it back to make sure that it's good quality. Like these things take time. It's not like something that you can just do and be like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be rich now because mm-hmm. if your stuff is shit quality. No one's gonna come back to buy it, babe. Exactly. Like, and you're putting your name on it. Why would you even want to exactly. give something? That's what I'm, saying. I'm gonna be very, very transparent because I know people don't like to talk money. But I think just to give people an idea of what goes into it, especially things like hair, because makeup is obviously kind of like client based only, yeah. And nails again, client based. Mm, yeah. But you're starting, you know, your um, press ons, yeah. And you'll start to see this side of things as well. Yeah. Is like e commerce side. Yeah, the e yeah. commerce side is so different. Mm. Like the hair for me, the hairstylist side is like my clients come in, I do their hair, they go, that's it. Yeah. But the e commerce side is constantly updating your website 
um, constantly, you know, trying to make sure your website and your Instagram look good so that people mm. can understand how to use your website. Mm. Like, the reason right now I'm rebranding, my business has been around for almost like two years now. Mm. I chose to rebrand because I know I'm growing. I'm meeting a whole new client base. And I want to make sure that every single person that comes to me is getting the best possible experience. Yeah. And whether that means making sure that the communication is quicker mm. or whether that means, you know, my branding just looks better and is more yeah. appealing. Right now I'm talking to like seven different vendors trying yeah. to find new vendors for mm. hair because I want to provide different qualities mm. for mm. people who can afford different things. These are all things I have to, to think about. Work. You have I, to put yeah. in the work. Yeah. It's a lot of observations. There's, well. there's a yeah. lot. Like yeah. I, I could when I first started my business, I spent ten thousand dollars. That's how much I spent to start my business. Have I even made that much back yet? No, it didn't yeah. I did I you're, didn't you're always out of pocket the first year. Oh yeah, yeah the oh. first year is crazy. Guys, <laughs> I've had my business for five years and it's only this year that I'm I'm actually like earning money. How painful does that feel? It like? hurts. It, it hurts. really does because because you're sitting yeah. there, you're, you're you're spending all these hours mm. on your feet, yeah, and you're like seeing all these other people who have big businesses yeah. and they've got like, you know, they're buying cars. Yeah, half mm. of us are still you driving, you know, old cars. Yeah, I think the thing is the reason why a lot of small businesses don't last long is they don't see the potential that like all that spending can have mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, but I, see, I think the people that are still in it and are still going strong the ones that are like okay i'm going to spend money on this i might be out of pocket the first year i might be out of pocket the second year but i know i'm going to earn money and i'm mm. going to stay consistent with it so everything is consistency as well mm. that's one advice i'll give question for you maha yeah. obviously from the perspective of someone who provides services only mm. you've just started your or you're starting yeah, your press. starting yeah, you, yeah um what was like the thought process behind that why did you want to do that yeah so the only reason why I wanted to do that was mainly just because I feel like nails, yeah, it's like a, I don't know, people do get their nails done, but then again, there's some people that don't get their nails done just because of like work and stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to actually expand my business to a point where other people can also access it in different ways yeah. rather than having to actually just come and get their nails done and getting them off like a week later. Yeah. So it's kind of like... I wanted just to look at other people's perspectives as well. And it's also another form of income that's yeah, going to benefit your, yeah, yeah. your business as well. Mm. Like, you can never have enough forms of income. Man. Yeah, I feel like expanding yeah. as well. I, I, can't, I can't lie, as one of her clients, when I know she's not going to be around, I will happily go purchase yeah. your press, like, mm. like your press-ons. Because yeah. I know I'll still have, you know, my nail tech, Yeah, but, you know, it's an option. It doesn't leave me know with dusty nails for yeah. two months or something that's like good that. yeah no nah, definitely um it's also like if you're a business owner and um you're trying to like figure out how to like switch things up and like like you're tired of just doing services i was talking about it with my before mm-hmm. um courses is like what gives people the money like a lot of everyone wants to learn mm-hmm. and like you have the golden ticket because you literally no, like you have the knowledge to do something mm. you can teach other people and earn money from it and i was watching that um the interview with Jada, Jada, yeah and she said this, <laughs> that she literally said this she said if you have the knowledge to do something create a course mm-hmm. and teach people and that's literally what's going to earn you money and the thing is with courses as well you can charge like quite a bit because that's like education when you I think feel like about ch- it charge your worth charge your that's, worth I'm and that's heavy a, on yeah that. money yeah. as well like do not 
undercut yourself mm. making sure you're charging people how much you're worth um but yeah definitely courses um e-commerce as well i want to start doing e-commerce mm. soon mm-hmm. but all this stress that you're talking about is what i'm trying to avoid <laughs> right now like i'm trying to like establish other things right mm. now but i think when i'm ready for it i'm definitely going to start selling something um i had like i already i've already got plans to like what i want to sell it's just that i tried to like start looking for vendors and stuff and i had stress and i mm. gave up because i was like this is too much for me so i was like let me just focus on what i'm doing now and then maybe later i'll jump into it but mm. like anna was saying like it's a lot like yes. it's not easy you really have to put time and effort into it like five years i've had this business and it's only this year that i've been able to do it full time so like and i don't want to discourage anyone either if it's something that you want to do, do it. But like, make sure you're going to put your all into it and you're not just doing it because of the trends. Cause Honestly, I don't think it's really discouraging. I think it's being realistic. Yeah, yeah. I like think it's bringing it to people's attention that like life, we're, we're in our 20s. We are now experiencing life mm. in, in full force. Like a lot of things that I never knew. Or For example, I was um, really realizing like I went into uni in my head, I was like, I'm going to be a project manager. I was like, four years, I'm putting down, I'm going to be a project manager. I'm about to graduate. I'm going to, I'm going to be a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, when you look at it like that, it's like, things happen for a specific reason. Like, yep. you don't, I didn't choose this. I feel like it just, it chose me. Like, mm-hmm. I always say, I feel like God threw this in my path and that's what was meant for me. And now I'm happier than I would have been if I stuck to, you know, working in project management. Um... But again, it's because I'm passionate about what yeah. I do. Yeah. And honestly, with the e-commerce side of things, like, I, m- the only reason right now I'm really struggling with it is because I had no help. I had to teach myself and I've had to, I've made mistakes or I've, you know, I struggle with a lot of things. So now that I am more educated, um, I've been paying for courses with people in other countries and I've been watching as many YouTube videos as I can. Yeah. Now that's why I'm rebranding so that, you know, now I'm more prepared for it and yeah. I won't have these same issues that I'm have that I was having. Mm-hmm. And so like that's why I say like what you say, teaching yeah. beneficial because yeah. now that I know when you come to you me can you really can be like other yeah. people, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can come to me and I'll be like, Okay, don't do this, but you can do this. That's yeah. what clients want. Or this is what and it's different for everyone, but yeah. like I think we all kind of have the same sort of mindset of like we don't want to just stop at us. Yeah, teach other, other people. people, and everyone's always trying to learn, man. I'm telling yeah. you, like even with makeup, bro. Like, it's growing up. Like watching YouTube videos wasn't enough. Like, <laughs> I then, if I if I had someone like me when I was younger, honestly, and that's what I really think about most of the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want someone that that will do what I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I had someone like me when I was younger, I'd be like so much better in what I do right now. You're carrying on knowledge. Knowledge is valuable to someone else. Don't you also think um, watching YouTube videos is one thing, but having access to the products is the most important part. Like, yeah. Do we deep how much better we would all have been at makeup earlier if we had access yeah. to certain products? Yeah. Even in stores. Mm. Half of us, I, if, I, if I hadn't known about like, um, what is it, Ghost Bond and stuff, my installs will not be where they are right yeah. now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you still be like, got to be. Well, we would still be using got to be. That's what I'm saying. And you know what? When I first, because I like forced myself to learn how to do wigs. So it's like, I want to learn. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch hella YouTube videos. And I was asking like, um, people like, the YouTube videos are 
American people. Mm-hmm. All okay. the products they use are mm-hmm. American. They're ten dollars. And I find that yeah, I find that um a lot of hairstylists here they kind of gatekeep the products that they use. Not not you obviously, but like <laughs> I don't know like how the products like the, that they use they gatekeep it obviously because like it's free knowledge because everybody wants to teach and stuff. Mm. So like for me it's like I had to ask around and be like oh like. I didn't even know what bleach... Like, I didn't know what to, where to start when it came yeah. to bleach. I was like, what do I get from Chemist Warehouse? So I was, like, messaging people that, like, knew... What's it called? How to do hair. And then on top of that, like, I was just watching the um, YouTube videos and applying that knowledge to Australian products. Mm. So it's kind of like having people like you here is so beneficial. No. Like, it helps a lot. Like, we don't have access to the things that the Americans have. So we have to, like, make it work with the Australian products, man. Before, I was, like... I had no idea. My wigs were not looking cute. Like, it's only recently that now, like, I can lay. But back then, oh, it was such a struggle. I was just going for braids because, like... Safe option, yeah? (laughs) It was a safe option until it took my hairline and now I have to go back to wigs again because I'm telling you, man, it's it's hard out here, especially being in Australia. And I, I also want to say, take advantage of that as well because of the fact that we're limited to a lot of things. You can take that to your advantage. Um, I think I was talking to Maha about it before, about how like in America and the UK, things like makeup artists, hairstylists and stuff are so oversaturated there. But because there's a minimal amount in Australia that cater to black women, we're getting like a lot of like people yeah. coming into us. They want us because like we cater to them. They mm-hmm. can't just, the thing is, if you guys live in Australia, you need to know this. You can't just go down to, to, to the shop down the road and buy to the beauty supply store and buy black products it's not there it's rare you have to do honestly you have to go through trials and tribulations to go to your nearest hair shop which is probably like 45 minutes away to buy you know your stuff in america that stuff is easy in the uk probably is as well but stuff like that isn't getting imported here like that Mm. all the things here are whitewashed and we can't just go to the hairdressers down the road to get our hair done they don't know how to work with 4c hair at all so it's like Having like small black businesses like that that cater to specifically black women is so important. And that leads me to my next thing. <laughs> so I really wanted to touch on being an African business owner with African clients. And this one is a bit of a scary topic because we have experienced these like, oh, firsthand we've suffered. And I was talking about it on my TikTok the other day and I did actually have to post it on my instagram page like my makeup instagram page because that's how bad it was getting but pretty much what i was saying was um i find that i'm more disrespected by african clients rather than like any other race because i feel like they have a certain entitlement that oh because she's african she's going to be more lenient she's going to be more chill she's going to be less professional um so i can treat it however the however i want you know what i mean so i've experienced so much disrespect from specifically african clients because they have this ideology that if, like, I was a white person, I'm more professional. So mm-hmm. I, should treat, oh. I should treat you better because you're white. And I should act proper because you're white. But then if you're a black person, they're laid back and they're calm and they're like, nah, it's fine. I can do whatever I want. And it'll be calm because she's going to let it go. But it's like, that's like internalized shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's messed up. And if you really deeper, it's like... Your hairstylists, your makeup artists, your nail techs, the people that cater to you specifically are suffering because you guys don't know how to treat us with respect. And it's sad because then you find a lot of people in these professions 
that literally quit. They stopped because they're tired of the disrespect. When I posted it on my story, so many people replied and they're like, yeah, that's why I stopped doing hair. Yeah, that's why I stopped doing makeup. And it's sad because, like, our community, like, we want to build ourselves up. We want to build all our, you know, our creatives up, mm. especially in the black community, to continue doing what they do, you know? Hairstylists, makeup artists, you don't see a lot of them because, you know, African press are always like, go uni, go yeah. uni, go uni. So it's like, people are leaving because of their own people. They're losing passion for what they love because of their own people. And I find that so upsetting. So, yeah, what are your takes on it? Oh, you know what's crazy? Mm. People are always like, oh, we need more black businesses. Yeah. Like, I don't black people. It's all talk. But then it's either you guys don't support us. You guys, oh, you guys are so unprofessional. Yeah. Black businesses. But all of us supporting black businesses, mm. but you're so unprofessional. I'm like... And it definitely works both ways. I feel yeah. like you guys... I don't know. I feel like some people... Just assume that business owners are robots. Mm. We have feelings. Mm-hmm. Like we the messages where it's just like, how much is this? Don't disrespect like, me like that. Yeah. <laughs> no hi, no hi, how are and you? And it's just it's just common courtesy. Like Yeah. I have a story about this. I have a few stories, but this one specifically got me because I was doing a bridal party that I was completely disrespected at. Honestly, it was a whole like it was really messed up the way I was treated. But she was pretty much treating all her services like that. Her hair, her makeup, and her nails. She didn't have her nails done on her wedding day. That First of all, that's the first red flag. Because what do you mean? Mm. And everybody was already stressed. And then on top of that, she was still trying to do shit. At that time, that should have been done ages ago. Getting your nails done, you should have had that done ages ago. But pretty much, there was like... She was like a young nail tech. Like she was probably like 16, 15. Mm. Young girl. Um, and she lived on like the same street, and then um, like she while we were, as well? yeah, okay. she was African Sudanese girl as well. While we're doing like makeup and and her hair, so I had to do her makeup at the same time she was doing her hair because she was late. So everyone's already stressed. The environment is full. Sudanese weddings, there's a lot yeah. of bridesmaids. There's a lot of people doing shit. Like it was a lot. You can't breathe. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone was stressed, and then she's like yelling at everybody, telling what. Telling you, saying, oh, like, I need my nail tech, I need my nail tech. And then someone was like, yeah, there's a girl down the street that does nails. And then, um, and keeping in mind, it was 7 a.m. in the morning. So, oh, yeah. and I'm like, in my head, who are you disturbing at 7 a.m.? You don't go knock on someone's door at 7 a.m. in the morning without no consultation, without booking any. That's disrespectful, you know, mm. in my head. I said, like, if someone did that to me, I'm waking up, I probably look bummy as heck. It's 7 a.m. on a Saturday, I'm sleeping, nigga. Like, mm. I'm not trying to get up. So then um, they were like, oh, is she black? Because obviously they knew in their head that it's disrespectful mm-hmm. to go and knock on someone's door at 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, is she black? And then they were like, they're like, yeah, she is. And she's like, okay, that's good then. She'll be calm because she's African. As if. And like, I found that, like, I was disrespected by that. Mm. Because just being an outsider, like, I wasn't the person that they were coming to. You know what I mean? And then um, the girl came. And because she was so young, like, she was sitting there waiting for like an hour. And then the bride was like, no, it's fine. Like, just stay. It's okay. Like, an extra 15 minutes. But her hair and makeup was not done. And we couldn't do all three mm. things at the same time, you know? And, like, obviously, it just seemed like she was just starting off, like, skin, you know? Yeah. And then she was like, oh, like, I have another client soon. Like, literally, like, <laughs> saying, oh, like, I need to go. And I felt so bad. Mm. And then she's like, no, just wait, just wait. I'll pay you extra. Just wait, just wait. She waited for, oh. like, a good hour and a half before she started doing nails. And, like... I just felt terrible because I'm like, 
the disrespect that you go through and the thing is a lot of people think that's not disrespectful because they kind of expect that treatment from like you. you're getting paid anyway yeah. why are you complaining why are you oh. complaining you should you should be doing it mm. and you're african you should be you know that's to be grateful it's it's really sad like honestly that line it got me like mm. just mad disrespectful i think when it comes to um this aspect of being african and having a black owned business it's boundaries we have to learn to set boundaries this is something i'm working on too because i've had to realize like i'm a business my business is a business and i'm an individual separate to it mm. i don't want people to treat my business the same way they would treat me per se mm. like the same way you walk into i don't know a shoe store like when i used to work at a shoe store same way you would come in i would say hi how are you help you with whatever I'm helping you with, you're going to say, thank you so much for your help, and you're going to go about it, you know, you're going to, you know, I don't know, it's just it's just a matter of setting boundaries, because I feel like a lot of people think, oh, sis, you know, <laughs> hey, bestie, like, Not you that know, bad. yeah, sis, and that's okay, because I want people to feel comfortable with me, that's, mm. that's totally fine, but there's a point of being comfortable, and then there's a point of boundaries. Yeah, and when people and professional, <laughs> professionalism, yeah, mm-hmm. goes out the window. I'm, if I'm mm. doing my best to be professional, mm. the least you can do is be respectful towards me because yep. I'm. Let's say you know when you have clients, you have to squeeze in. Yep. You're going out of your way for mm. them, you know, mm. and then they choose to be late. Mm. Like stuff like that is just like almost like you don't even care that I did that for you. It's almost like you're just kind of like. Or if she could squeeze me in, she's got nah. plenty of time, type of thing. And that lateness thing, you guys got to get a hold of it because, the, no. especially in this Melbourne and, and time management, you got to get your shit together. It's actually not okay <laughs> because I will cancel your appointment. No. I'm so sorry about that. And don't even get mad at me when I do because you're taking time out of my next appointment. I'm losing money because of you. It's a domino. That's not going to happen, well. babes. Oh, dom- oh 100% mm. domino effect. And, then, like, and they try to like, be like, oh, give my deposit back. No, yeah. I lost money because of you, and I'm not gonna lose money for my next appointment because of you. Like, if you're late, your appointment is cancelled, and I feel like they hell like get angry at you after that. I'm so says in my policies yeah. too. Mm. Like, read it. That bad. People, when you say the policies and they act blind, deaf, and dumb, mm. that shit isn't important. <laughs> I can't lie. Bro. When it comes to policies, I. I've drawn the line. I've drawn the line because you... Uh, I don't know if you guys see it, but I don't know. Maybe it's just my for you page because I'm a hairstylist. But mm. as of late, all I ever see is people saying, oh my gosh, this is why I don't like black businesses because all yeah. these policies, all these policies. First of all, when you go to a restaurant, if you miss your booking, what happens? You can't you take... Don't you, don't, you don't have your booking mm. anymore. You have Sorry. to find somewhere else to eat. That's the same thing. Yeah. That is the same thing. You're going to be upset, cool, but you didn't come on time. So then you're going to move on with your life. You move on. Yeah. But when it comes to us now you're now people are you going on twitter and they're going on yeah on all of this and you're getting like, dragged this is because why it's i don't your support fault. black businesses because this is what y'all do and don't get me wrong not some, every black yeah, business some black business yeah. get the shit together like, <laughs> but we're not them not, not every black everyone business is like that is not, like not that. everyone is and like also that. you gotta stop saying it's just black business that do that because mm-hmm. it's white, white people out there that are serious 
you shouldn't just be like oh black businesses want us to support them mm. but why do we have to go the extra mile to get your support as black people you should be supporting us regardless that, literally. why do we have to try harder like i don't get it and then when a white person makes the same mistake as us it's like oh. they don't get any shame they don't get dragged for but it think about you, you don't even you argue mm. People go to the Asian shops, right? The Asian nail salons. Mm. And they will... Hygiene is horrible. The nails will be done horribly. (laughs) They'll make you wait there for like 40 minutes while they're doing someone else's And they'll be like, you wait 10 minutes. You'll sit your ass down and wait. You will sit there and... If Maha makes you miss your nail appointment by 10 minutes or you know one mm. finger is not right mm. now you're going on instagram you're talking about and giving his this is why i don't get nails by soft yeah. thing da, da, da. Oh. like that's just an example oh, i'm waiting yeah. for one of those i'm waiting that's what i'm saying oh i dare someone to do that to me but i, I am waiting don't even disrespect me because at, at the at the end of the day if you can keep going back to those people that literally will be talking about you to the person next to them in mm. another language mm. and they haven't cleaned their tools. Yep. You're telling me you can go back to those people and you can still be like, hi, how are you? Yeah. Be respectful. The thing respect. is, they don't even question them. They don't, they don't. They don't question they don't even, it. Yeah. I, I never ever see people then hop onto the internet and be like, oh, this is why I don't support Asian mm. businesses. Mm. It's just always, this is why I don't support black businesses. And again, not every black business is perfect. Mm. I'm not going to stand sit here and say every black business is perfect. Because I won't lie, there are some um, hairstylists or even makeup artists who I find very unprofessional, yep. who I've had a lot of clients complain to me about you know, yeah. their bad experiences. Mm-hmm. But again, they have their own way of doing their business. But I still think that people should um, hold the same standards 100%. on like black business that ain't shit on the same as white businesses in every other country businesses that ain't mm-hmm. shit of oh, the same standard just because they're black businesses you shouldn't be like oh they want us to support black businesses but they're doing this they're yeah, being black if, has nothing to you, do with it if you feel targeted if you feel disrespected you feel disrespected mm-hmm. and yeah. i totally understand if personally for me if i'd gone to get my nails done and i have a bad experience I'm going to go find another nail tech. Mm. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. But you don't have to then go and say black businesses. Yeah. Call, call out that business that is in the wrong. That's Not okay. Because I, think, black. I think that that's okay to actually, because there are a few people who have certain businesses that I would be like, you know what? I'm tired of people having bad experiences. I'm mm. tired of hearing these horrible stories because it ruins the, it for the rest of us. Yeah. Because then, those people are going to go and be like, this is why I, oh, like, I would come to you, but because I had this experience with mm. this other black hairstylist, now I don't want to come to you because yeah. you're a black hairstylist. I'm, mind you, I'm not a black hairstylist. I'm just a hairstylist. Period. Don't call me a black hairstylist. Yeah. I'm a hairstylist, a hairstylist that hairstylist. caters to black, black women. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Because it's just like putting that... I, I used to have black the only in bio, you know? Nah, I don't took even it out. do that, bro. I don't took it out. Do that, yeah. Because it's just like... There's such a negative connotation yeah. to claiming to be a black-owned business. And I don't want that. It comes with some high expectations. It does. People want you to just be doing above and beyond. They want you to be perfect because you're a black-owned business. And it's like you won't hold that same standard to anybody else. And that's where the disrespect comes in. And that's how the, the unprofessionalism comes in. You start treating us like nothing. Like It's funny to me because I worked in retail for a long time. Mm. And I sold... $500,000 worth of shoes in like three and a half years. And I promise you, half of those shoes that I sold, I was lying to the people about. I knew nothing about the shoes. Mm. 
let me not say where I worked, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I had, I promise you, half the times you walk into a retail store, a lot of us don't know what we're talking about. We don't try the shoes, we don't test the shoes, we just sell the shoes yeah. because these big corporate people yeah. they want us to make their money yeah. right and that's what we do mm. so the second you guys come t- back to the stores and you complain those big corporate companies don't care how much people disrespect us mm-hmm. they just want us to focus on the money yep. and so if we when you put it that way when you really think about it it's like we really allow all these big corporate white owned businesses to just like Treat us like Treat anything, us horribly. say nothing about it. Like, I, I was verbally abused at work multiple yeah. times, and I was supposed to take it. I was taught yeah. to take it because the customer is always right. Mm. But when you're a small business, that's... And, like, that's the thing. And the small <laughs> business, with the small business, you're getting treated with so much respect by the business owner, by the service that you're getting. Mm-hmm. But you just feel like you shouldn't have to reciprocate that same respect. Like, I don't get it. And it's I not hard. That's what's so like yeah. baffles me, man. <laughs> I think what sucks for me, or when I first started, what really got me was um, I haven't really had that many bad experiences in regards to people sort of being like, "Oh my gosh, I don't like your business because of this. You did that." Mm-hmm. Um, I've been lucky in that aspect that I've really tried my best to not, you know. Yeah. Um, no, you just remain professional. If people yeah. try to talk shit about you, they'll have nothing to. Where's the evidence? Because you That's have there's that one person that tries to like bash your name and then you have that 500 other clients that yeah. had a good service that will have your back and they will they they will i have i have my girls my my yeah, clients who, who come back over and over yeah and it's just like i it really just hurts even if it's just one person because i had a person block me because she didn't <laughs> want to listen to my policies and, and then what are you, what's going on what's what's it, next like yeah. <laughs> she she basically was just like to me you know like oh your service sucks, da da da, da or your customer service sucks, whatever, whatever. Mm. Mind you, I just spent three days co- back and forth trying to explain to my policies, and she couldn't understand day, them. She didn't understand day. them. And as much as, like, I didn't do anything wrong, it still hurt mm. to have someone completely disrespect me when I was literally, like, I am so passionate about what I do. Mm. So when someone tries to, like, tear me down or you know, speak down on my business, mm. it hurts because I spend so much, so much time, time and, and effort, money, yeah. like sleepless nights. Mm. Like I, when I'm doing collections, my friends know I'll be up until 4, 5 a.m., mm. wake up at 9 a.m., continue. Like, so when people want to like throw things in my face and, you know, try and come at me some type of way, it hurts because I'm actually putting in work. Yeah. I'm not like AliExpress who just wants to send, send you, you whatever. Mm, because whatever, yeah. To them, all you are is a number. Yeah. All you are is an order number. To yeah. me, my clients are not an order number. My clients or my customers, they are individuals. Yeah. You make sure you put the, your all into yeah. the service or the product. Like, yeah. And I feel like for you guys as well, your your experiences are more personal because you're, you know, you're looking at their hands and you're trying to create a vision that they have. Mm. Again, Man, I'm in their creating, face. Yeah. yeah. You're, <laughs> like, you're trying to figure out what works best for their face. Yeah. You guys are actually like, interacting yeah. with someone and trying to create all of us really we're yeah. creating art on you literally like you if you can trust us enough to put products on your hands put products on your face put products on your head yeah. why can't you trust us enough to like you know just have some respect for yeah, us yeah literally like um what's crazy. it called i wanted to like lead that into your horror stories because just tell like one or two of your worst ones I don't really have horror stories. That's the crazy really? part. Yeah, I 
I never had horror stories until I came to Melbourne. You know, like, like you see what you're making us look like. <laughs> Her, I never experienced. No, you, you, you. Take I didn't the even platform. think that this was real. But my first, oh my days. Okay, so I live in a really small apartment. Yeah, my apartment is small, meaning if you take one step, you're in my bedroom, you're in my bathroom, you're in my toilet, you're in everywhere. So I really just prefer when people just come, get their makeup done, and leave. Um. I'm really hesitant to let people use my toilet because my toilet and my bathroom are connected. As in, like, it's one of those toilets where, like, the toilet is there, the shower is there, the laundry is there because it's a small apartment, like I said. So um, that's, like, my personal space. I shower in there. I get ready in there. I do everything in there. That's my space. You know what I mean? Um, and I think people, what people tend to do is forget that they're strangers. I don't know who you are. I'm not even going to lie to you. I have no idea who you are. I don't know what energy you're bringing to my house. I don't know what, whatever. But the thing is, I'm stuck with having to do makeup in this house because this is how I earn money. So I had a client that came in once and she's like, oh, can I use the toilet? And I was like, yeah, cool. That's fine. Because I was like, I just want to like get this over and done with. But I was like hesitant to do it. But I was like, whatever, cool. Use the toilet. And then she comes out and I'm doing her makeup. And she has all these requirements. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm doing it. And then she has to, I don't give a mirror to my clients because like, it stresses me out when they're like mm-hmm. and it's like for me it's like i always start with the eyes and like it's not gonna look like amazing when i'm first starting so mm-hmm. it's annoying when people are like oh is it gonna look like that like don't ask me questions because then now they don't trust the yeah i hate when people don't trust the process so um she wanted to see so i gave her a mirror and she kept the mirror in her hand which was really annoying mm-hmm. um and she's like i want a lot of glitter whatever so she does like the glitter i do the makeup the eye makeup she's like can you add more and i was like cool added more and i went on to a base but i just did a foundation so obviously when you do foundation you just look bland like yeah there's no highlight there's no contour anything you know on the face and she's like are you going to use blush and i'm like so sorry i'm annoyed for you yeah (laughs) Yeah. like don't i it's annoying when people question my capabilities Mm because it's like what makeup artist doesn't use blush like obviously i'm going to use blush and she's like yeah because last time i went to someone and they didn't use blush and i'm like okay did they not look at your photos before? That's they what I say, yeah. yeah, bro. Exactly. And I was like, you came here with the expectation that, like, you saw my post, you see what I do. Mm. So you came to me for a reason. Don't question me while I'm doing your makeup because it stresses me out, and then my work gets impacted by that because then now I'm like, oh, like I'm nervous. I have imposter syndrome, like it's severe, especially when I'm doing makeup. Things, yeah. yeah, and then she's like, yeah, okay, um, and I'm doing her makeup, and then she says the most backhanded comment. She's like. Oh, if this doesn't look good, I'm not going out. And then she laughs. Oh, wow. And that was after she like looked at her face. And now I'm thinking in my head, she doesn't like it. And mm. I feel like shit because it's like, oh, you know, she doesn't like the makeup. Mm. Fuck. And I'm just trying to finish her face. I'm trying to, I finish her face and she likes it. She's like, oh my God, this is so good. This is so good at the end. After putting me through all that stress and that kind of caused the appointment to go over time. But then in the same time, she's still taking her time staying in the apartment. And I'm like, I need you to, like, in my head, I was like, I need you to go. But, like, I'm not going to tell my clients that. But sometimes, like, I really just need you to go. I don't want you to stay here. I don't know who you are. I just want to finish your makeup and go. Like, this isn't even me being disrespectful. It's just me being straight and blunt. Like, you guys are strangers to me. Even though, like, I'll treat you with respect. We'll have a great conversation. Super friendly and nice at the time. But don't feel like you have the entitlement to just roam around and, like, stay. Which a lot of people have done, by the way. And this she's like, well. that's what it's I'm not, saying. It's not, it's not just it's a salon. And then she goes, oh, um, can I use the toilet again? 
And I was like, cool. Goes into the toilet. She's looking at herself, looking at herself. It's going like 20 minutes past her appointment that she really should have left. She still hasn't paid me yet. And then I was like, okay, I'll ask her to pay me when she leaves the toilet. She comes out. She's like, do you have toilet paper? And then I was like, because it was not on the rack. So I was yeah. just assuming, just, you know, every girl needs toilet paper because, you know, you have to wipe after. And then she's taking a minute. And I'm like, what, what is she doing in there? Like, why is she taking so damn long? And she comes out, gives me, like, she pays me. And she's like, oh, this is so good. Thank you so much. I'll definitely be coming back. She probably won't be after she sees this. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then um, she leaves. I go in my toilet and the stench just hits my face. Like, I'm not even, she took it. Homegirl took a shit in my toilet. She couldn't wait. And the thing is, I thought about it for like a good week. Like I couldn't go in there without thinking about it. And I just felt so disrespected. <laughs> like, and it wasn't even because like I felt so disrespected because it's like, that's where I shower. I don't know you. Why do you feel so comfortable to actually take a shit in my toilet? That's mad disrespectful. And she didn't even spray. Like the spray is there. You could have at least sprayed. There's no freaking window in my shit so like it's going to like roam mm. for a minute i had to actually leave my apartment and go for a walk i'm not even gonna lie to you it was so bad and i'm like wow people actually steep this freaking low like hey, this that's is disrespectful, so mad. straight disrespect and like after that i put in my policies as an email no using my toilet nobody that's why like i created that room as soon as you come in straight in mm-hmm. there you're not going anywhere near anything else in my house. Bro, some of my clients went into my bedroom, looking around, going into my fridge. Wait, going into my ba- Yes. Bro, I'm telling you, I've been so disrespected. In your fridge? Yeah. Okay, see, yeah. That one? Kitchen. Well, and that was like when I was being lenient. Now, like, you, you guys can see by the way that I'm talking, I don't take shit no more. And I'm tired of the disrespect. That's why I'm being so straight. And for any of my clients, like, don't even think that I'm a scary person because I'm a sweet person. Like, the appointment will be great. It will be good vibes, but I just want to be treated with boundaries. respect. It's just bad. Have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, come in here and be like, okay, cool. Like, she's calm. Like, get your makeup done and dip. Like, you don't need... Yeah. There's no reason for you to be around any longer than that. And also, I'm not... The only service I provide is makeup. I don't provide no toilet services. I'm so sorry. This is a house. <laughs> it's a house. You don't, don't feel comfortable to walk anywhere else. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was one of them. I have so many other ones. That was okay. That was a bit messed up, man. He was messed up, man. Nah, that that was trauma. Real no, I trauma. think I think that's the first time we had a proper conversation. Yeah. I remember that same week, I had someone who was half an hour late. Um, I have the policy of if you're bringing someone, I feel like we all have this yeah. policy. If you're bringing someone, I'll let me know. Let well, I don't even know. allow them to bring people anymore. Yeah, mm. see, I, I person, I'm usually I quite care. lenient about yeah. it because. One person is fine because mm. I don't have a sofa where I work yeah. out. Like, there's not a sofa there mm. inviting people mm. to just come in. Like, I work out of my family garage. Yeah. Like, there's literally two seats in there. The one for the person getting their hair and done and then it. the one I take yeah. photos on. Mm. So, I remember at, she was half an hour late, which I'm pretty, I'm usually pretty lenient. Half but an hour? It, it, was, it was a lot, but <laughs> luckily I knew her appointment wouldn't take too long. Yeah. Um, but... Again, communication. Like, I've actually had to be chasing people up because they're not dropping their wigs off on time. Like, I don't have time to sit there messaging every single person. The policies are there for a reason. Mm. It's to make it easier for both of us. Mm. So if you know that you have to drop off your wig a couple days before, message me. You know, tell me, you know. Because I've had three people who didn't tell me they were cancelling their appointments. Mm. 
they just waited just until up. I Them on the yeah. day appointments. Oh. Kill me, man. I, 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 my, my thing is that I think the only difference between me and you guys yeah. is I have to have the wig beforehand. Yeah. So the, like, I can kind of get an idea yeah. that they're going to cancel earlier. But in the last two weeks, I've had two people who I've had to message about whether they're still coming to their appointments. Mm. And it's almost like you guys see that their policy's there and then you just kind of like, Ignore I don't care. It. Like, I don't care. Bro, no, they, but do they people really genuinely actually read policies? They right? don't. They don't. They just, they, they see that it's there in bold writing to you and then they just completely skip it. Like, it doesn't even yeah. go through their mind. Yeah, because yeah, I think the one, my, the one that was my last straw, story-wise, like, yeah. experience-wise, was, um, I work out of my garage and when people come in, well, my, I stopped letting people come through the house because it's not my house, it's my parents' house. Mm. And I don't want just anybody, like, Going walking through, through yeah. my parents' house, you know. like They're strangers. Yeah, like, they're, they it's, really it's, 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 it's my family home. Yeah. Um, I want my family to feel comfortable. My parents have been very supportive in letting me even work out of their house, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's just like, this girl, half an hour late, she pulls up with three other people. Mm, which nah. i was not informed nah. of yeah if i'd been informed because they were coming because they said they were coming from like really mm-hmm. far away which is fine yeah. but again just let me know mm-hmm. so i would have been prepared because now these people are coming in they're like super loud mm. they are like talking at me in all different directions i'm trying to explain to her like you know this is how your appointment works because I, I like to make sure I walk my clients through what's going to happen throughout the appointment yeah. so they feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't even do that. Mm-hmm. And already I feel distracted. I'm not able to focus on the task at hand and I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be annoyed. I want to be in a good mood when I'm, you know, doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Because when you're happy, you're going to produce better work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these people being very loud, very, very loud. And then... The client and her partner decided to ask, like, if they can use the bathroom. Yeah. Which I was like, that's fine. You guys just drove far. That's fine. Mm. Go through the house. She's off. Well, that's another thing. Don't, don't be walking with shoes. Yeah. My mom is Zimbabwean. We don't do yeah. that. <laughs> My mom is African. We don't do that. Um, and I don't know if it's a me thing or, like, other African people are like that. But when you see an adult, you say hello. Yeah. You greet them. Especially yeah. if you're black. Yeah. Especially, especially if you're African. Yeah. Like, so they walk through the house didn't say anything to my mom. My mom no. was sitting right there. They were about to use her bathroom. Toilet? Oh, wow. And yeah. they're, they're not even greeting her. Like, to me, it's just a respect thing. You like, see, it's, it's just actually, the entitlement that I'm talking about. It's, it's a respect like, thing. Like, why do you feel so entitled to do that? Yeah. It's not your, it's not your house. And they used the bathroom, whatever. We were done. The entire appointment was just super distracting because I wanted to focus on on my yeah, client. Hey. But there's people there who are distracting yeah. her. She's trying to twist her head. She's trying to see what's going on yeah. there. They're being loud, talking at me. And it was just like, like at that point, I was like, I'm so sorry. But if we're going to be disrespectful towards my parents, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So now I've... I've made it so that people can't use my bathroom. And I know it sounds like a bit like... No, it's not. Like what, but like, it's just like... It's really it's not. Weird. And before with the with the group thing, mm. I stopped, like I put in my policies to you one person at a time. Because I don't want someone sitting on my couch and I'm doing makeup in that room and I don't know what this person is doing. You, I need yeah, to know. Attention that's needs that's to be what on I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I need to know exactly what's happening in my apartment at all times when there's strangers here. Unless you're, I'm cool with you. Unless you're your friends and you're coming over, like that's calm. If you're my friends, I'm chilling. If you're a person I literally just met just then, I'm not gonna let you just roam around. If I tell you I want one person up at a time, 
I mean it. Anyways, <laughs> Maha, how you go? I want to hear yours. You don't have any? Like, I have, like, one. It wasn't anything too crazy. I don't know. I feel like my experience to you guys, from what I've heard, is somewhat different. Yeah. Only because I feel like, I don't know. You know how you, obviously, you guys implement your, like, policies and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like people have respected me somewhat. Mm. Like, somewhat. So, I have only got, like... I guess two bad like DMs that have annoyed me. Yeah. But then I'm the type of person if you give me disrespect like from the beginning from the beginning, yeah. I'm not taking you on the point. Like You're I feel done. like yeah, I, like, that. I yeah. like I can say no and you can't say anything about it. Yeah. You actually can't say anything yeah. about it. But I have had an experience where um one of my clients cancelled last minute. So as I usually do, I just posted it in my story and hoped for someone to book. Yeah. So someone booked and Regardless, even if it's on the day type of appointment, I'll still take a non-refundable deposit. Mm. So I did that, da, da 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 And I also have a price guide up on my highlights to look at before you come to an yeah. appointment, just so you can like be aware of the prices that yeah. you're like I'm charging. So a girl comes and I'm doing her nails, starting, da 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 da. She shows me like she doesn't show me what she wants. She's like, you can freestyle. And a freestyle set starts at around like $95 for me and then I was like okay what's your budget let me like see what I can work with and she says her budget is $45 um so (laughs) don't piss me off I I told her straight up I said okay um if I'm being real like that budget is very very low I don't provide any services for $45 unless it's like a plain one color very short nails yeah and then she's like okay well I can up it a bit more wow. and then i was like okay by how much and then she upped it to 65 dollars which that i could work with yeah. yeah but then again it's, it's not gonna not be what anything she, yeah. extravagant mm-hmm. yeah so i told her like i'm like i told her look i'm not gonna be a dickhead i'm gonna let you off for this one time it was yeah. ten dollars off yeah like it doesn't sound like a lot but then it does add up yeah. and i gave her like a freestyle kind of like yeah. french tip just like something simple and i don't know man like when i heard that 45 dollars, i yeah, got so nice turned off of even nah. doing her nails i feel like that brings on to pricing because i know you and me we did the back and forth with our pricing mm-hmm. with it to raise our prices what do you guys feel about the whole pricing thing i raise mine as soon as i see myself getting better yep no definitely <laughs> charge your worth bro mm. when i first started i was charging like 50 bucks and then I, I did, like, $10 for travel. In Perth, like, um, we had north and south side. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's pretty much going from west to, to east side. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that type of, those type of missions for $10. Damn. And losing petrol in my car. And that was all because I thought, oh, I'm not that good yet. I'm mm-hmm. not that yet. That was repeating in my head. And two, I went and I actually, like, worked in the industry, taught myself about it. And you need to be charging, like, if you're traveling far, Charge a dollar per K. That's Get your, your money up. And then that's not only that. Charge for carrying your equipment. Because that shit is hard. Like having to, like with makeup, even with hair and stuff, packing your stuff, taking a chair, taking a ring light, that's not easy. Like, and then putting it into the car and t- charge your worth. Mm-hmm. And then, like Maha said, as soon as you see yourself getting better, charge more. And like, I'm, I'm kind of like funny with like the whole, because in the in makeup industry, they're like, 
if you did like a course and you put a lot of money into it then you, yeah you can charge more but if you're shit you're shit like yeah <laughs> no because some people are actually not giving if you're just a starting off makeup artist charge yeah charge around like 80 bucks maybe 70 dollars but if you can see your skill is good and maybe compare it to like the ones that are really big that you kind of like love or the people that you really look up to and you're saying oh like it's getting similar up your prices slowly but all i can really say to you guys is do not undercut yourself and do not charge less because the less you charge that's how people are going to treat you because when i was charging nothing people were treating me with so much disrespect Mm. and like they were like oh she's cheap like if you if you're cheap people treat you like you're cheap they won't treat you with like you're an expensive person Mm. so um yeah eventually complain about your prices only in perth melbourne has been doing me good when it comes to prices if anything people are telling me to up my prices Mm -hmm. they're like oh yeah (laughs) then people are like oh no you're really good like you should really be charging more right um so i'm charging like 120 now i don't know like if i should say this but back in perth i was charging um like 90 95 um but i was doing like two different services and that was a lot so i was charging around there like 80 90 95 dollars um i think before i left perth i hit 100 dollars. but i w- i used to work at mac and I, I told them my prices and they're like why are you charging that much like that's nothing. You should be charging more oh. than that. Yeah, they were like, because it's, my, it's crazy how much. Like, yeah, especially white people. White people will pay two hundred dollars to get their hair blown out. Literally, but Africans will be like, that's why what, you charging yeah. me that much. So like, my friends at, at work were like, why you should be charging way more than that? Like you're good. You're a good makeup artist. And I really had to step back and look at myself and be like, yeah, like I'm good. But I just know if I went back to Perth and I told them how much I charge now. They'd be like, um, yeah, but then it's fine because then I'm just gonna get expensive clients. Yeah. Like, people will pay if they like your shit, they will pay. I'm telling you, they will pay. Don't even get discouraged about that. If people like what you do, they will pay. If people like what you do, they will travel. I remember that was mm. one thing as well. I told worried because I live south side, that's where all the white people lived. So I was always like, oh, like, I'm gonna have to travel all the time. So I made my traveling hell cheap so that I'd like travel with yeah. people. But it's like, if people like what you do, they will travel. And the ones that don't travel and complain about it, leave them alone. You don't want clients like that anyways. You want clients that respect you and respect what you do. So all I can say is respect yourself. Don't undercut yourself and charge how much you're worth. I think I I struggled with that when I first started. I felt, um, because I started off free. Um, then I went to like 50, then I went to 80, then like now I'm at 110 for frontal installs. Yeah. Um, and the reason I, I kind of have this mentality of like, I don't want to charge what I wouldn't pay. Mm. Um, but now as I get more experienced yeah. and I see, and you, you got to really look at like what you're putting into it. Too. Oh, because you when need I tell you guys, shit back. like every, every yeah. two weeks or every three weeks, I'm having you have spent to spend $200 yeah. on all yes. the products that I use. The, like how much does the freaking um, drop even cost? Yeah, like, like I like when I'm doing like each collection drop, I'm I'm spending a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, you, you know, see the thing. What people think that because you stock it, uh, is free for you. How do you think this is coming in? I'm paying more. You have to pay yourself. I'm paying money to get these things. Like you, you know buy your own products. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like I'm buying my own products. It's not free. It, like there's there's a lot. I think also what comes with it is, um, 
for example, me as a hairstylist, the time I spend with my clients then and there is not, that's not the only time I'm spending on the wig. I'm spending There's an hour and a half, yep, two hours yep. before your appointment 100%. preparing your wig. That so I think a lot of people don't acknowledge that. Yeah. And a lot of people be like, it's a two-hour appointment. Why am I paying, you know, <sighs> this much money? Which I can understand. Not everyone can afford it, and that's yeah. fine. Every business has a different business model. Some people want to be affordable. Some people want to cater to the people who can't afford, you know, the expensive stuff. Other people want to cater to, you know, quality. people who can afford stuff but mm. want to pay for quality because mm. there's a market for every yeah. single body. Mm, yeah. And I think I had to, like, knock myself out of that, like, oh, my gosh, no one's going to buy anything. Yeah, no, they will. Because there, there are people I have. They will. When I first did my first collection, I know when I first did it, I was stressed. I was yeah, like, this no wig is $700. Yeah. Who is going to spend $700 yeah. on a wig? And because the thing is, when I do my pricing, I have to consider the time I spend, yeah. the the making of the wigs, if I've mm. made the wigs, the products I've had, mm. there's just so much money that goes into it and time. Yeah. And it's just like, I remember I've had someone who's just like, oh, why are your wigs so expensive? I'm like, because the wig you're getting is coming ready to put on your head. Yeah. You don't have to do Nothing. anything. Yeah. I've spent four or five hours total working on that wig so yeah. that when you get it, you're chilling. You're just like, chuck it on your head, you're done. Mm. Like, that's, I'm doing what you can't get off AliExpress. Mm. AliExpress can send you a wig, but that wig's not going to be customized. Mm. The knots are going to be black. Mm. The hair's going to have a smell to it. Yep. Mm. It smell like fish. Smell like, like fish. Every single time, time, bro. Like, they drag it through the ocean or some shit. It's going to be overprocessed. It's going to have these dyes and products in it. But the difference is, I'm giving you something you can't just get yep. anywhere else. So I think... When it, when it came to that, I had to, like, kind of knock myself on the head and be like, okay, I'm giving people something they can't get anywhere else. Mm. That's my niche. That's yeah. my target market. Mm. And believe it or not, six collections later, each one has sold out. Period. And, and there's, there's people who want that stuff. And yeah. I had to teach myself that it's okay to charge people, your worth. Like, it's actually okay. okay. If you don't want to buy it, come. Just don't complain about it. Honestly. Mm, and as one of your customers, I can say there's a difference. Period. There's a big <laughs> difference. Nah, I think that's one of the things... I think from you guys' perspectives, I feel yeah. like it's a bit different because you guys are kind of just service and done. Yeah. That's what I was saying, the e-commerce side of things. Yeah, like selling and stuff. I constantly have to... I go online and all I see is, oh, these Instagram hairstylists, these Instagram businesses... I'm so tired. I'm actually so tired of hearing it because, okay, I get it. Not every hairstylist is going to be your cup of tea. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But it's just the fact that, or like, I can buy this wig off AliExpress. Okay, then go buy the wig off AliExpress. Yeah. But that wig is going to be plastic. It's not going to be giving. That wig is going to last you. I don't know. Personally, for me, I own, right now, I have three primary wigs I own. But they're going to last me three four years Mm. and people are saying why would i spend this much money on one wig that same wig is going to last you for three four years but the the aliexpress one you're going to buy a new one in two months yeah and And you're going to end up spending one thousand five hundred every year on new wigs and if that's what you want to do that's totally fine everyone is different but, but you'll be paying less yeah. for it's quality it's literally quality. quality if you want bone straight yeah. hair you're gonna want to invest in raw raw hair or you're gonna want to invest in specific hair yeah. if you want hair that holds curls you're gonna want to inspe- spend money oh, on hair that yep. holds curls mm. like i'm just people try to debunk yeah um, and it's debunk the knowledge of like 
professional to my last topic of today is advice from you guys on how to change your passion into your main hustle oh okay i feel like first off don't call it a side hustle Mm. never call your business a side hustle i don't know why people do that even when clients come to me they're like Oh, so is this your side hustle? I'm like, they no. always assume that as well. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like, no, this is my main source of yeah. income, and this is what I actually want to do. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know if you just keep thinking of it as like a you like yeah, yeah, we're still small businesses, but yeah. don't think of yourself as a small business like yeah. forever type of thing. You got to okay. manifest it. Into mm, your you have life. to literally yeah. manifest it in yeah, literally. Yeah. But I feel like people just forget about it mm. and just kind of undermine their skills. Yeah don't want any more like education i feel like mm. education as well like that's a big thing that people don't want to invest yeah. in yeah education is so important man it's so important oh. there's there's things that you don't know like so many mm, oh my like days. new makeup um techniques that you probably wouldn't even know if like you didn't watch yeah. someone do it or take that class yeah education is so important and i feel like investing even a little bit of money just to learn about like the staple important parts about being a professional to whatever like what's it called whatever service that you provide is important and that kind of adds on to what you're saying don't treat it like it's a side hustle like it's nothing treat it like it's your main hustle mm. it's so important like i tell you a story when i was um Miss storyteller <laughs> yes sir i got all i got so many stories um when i was in uni i was like what's it called um I was just all over the place in my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I came out of high school. Like, I started my business in high school, year 11, 12. So I was like, I love makeup, but it's like everyone around me was saying, oh, you can only do it as a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Or just keep it on the side. Because, mm. you know, the makeup industry isn't really booming right now. Like, I was just getting discouragement after discouragement after discouragement. Meanwhile, these white people, they'll tell their parents, oh, I want to do dance. And they'll put them into, like, the top dance Academy, yeah. Like, when I left high school, I was kind of confused on what I wanted to do. So I was in uni just breaking my back doing courses that I didn't even, like, feel passionate about. And then I think it got to, like, pretty much my third year there. And I was doing, like, just starting social work. And I was sitting in a class and they were like, oh, um, what part of social work do you want to work in when you finish? Everybody was like, I want to be in the medical field. I want to be, like, the social um, CPS, like, with kids. And I literally couldn't think of one thing in my head and that's when I was like this isn't for me and it was at the same time I was working at Mac so then I was kind of like in both worlds I still wanted to like obviously be like a scholar or like doing educational stuff but like I still really loved makeup and I was really passionate for makeup so and I was like yeah I'm gonna drop and put my all into it this is what I want to do with my life put all my time and my effort and money into it so that later on I'll reap what I sow and that's exactly what happened I'm here now. I live in an apartment in Melbourne. Like, I've come a long... I do it full-time. I've come a long way. Mm. And that just adds to what Maha was saying. Don't see it as a side hustle. Treat it as your main hustle until it becomes your main hustle. Like, when I came here and I was sat with the decision that, oh, I don't know if I want to do... Because I literally... I got offered a job at Sephora. And I was like, I don't know if I... Like, I was sitting here deciding, should I do full-time or should I just freelance i never thought i'd ever have that decision this soon mm-hmm. like being able to do this full time it's even shocking to a lot of people and that's only that only came along because i decided 
last year that I'm going to treat this like a business. I got myself an ABN. My business is registered in Australia. I'm paying taxes. I'm doing everything that makes my business legitimate. So as soon as you start treating your business like that, that's when you're on the right path to start making your side hustle your main hustle. That's my advice to you. That's some real good advice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very solid. No, yeah. Because no. I think coming from both of you guys' perspectives, like mm. how you said, um, you figured out that this is what you wanted to do. Mm. By, you know, going to uni and being like, this is what yeah, I wanted all over to the do. Place, yeah. I have pretty much the exact same story. Project mm. management, I didn't know. I still don't know what industry I want to work in. And for me, what threw me into this whole okay. thing is covid mm. like lockdown like oh, i was, was yeah i was i was mm. stuck in lockdown mm. and i'm sitting here like all i'm you doing is working yourself. towards this degree that's what actually like, made me learn how to do wigs that's <laughs> so that i had like, too much time bro. everyone picked up these crazy new yeah. skills like i remember bro, seeing, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I yeah. seeing maha like practicing on these dolls and i'm like mm. damn and like i remember when she first started and then compared to what she is now, like yeah, she's my nail tech. She's my set nail tech. Like it's it makes such a difference. And I've seen her progression. Yeah, I've seen that, and I think it's also just it's a thing of again not treating it like it's a side hustle, but being willing and open to learning. Yeah, because I thought I I was one of those people that planned everything out. Like yeah. I was like uni you know, graduate program, mm. working. Mm. And I got to the to mid year, mid through my course and I was like, what the heck, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, nothing's appealing to me. I wanted yeah. to do events, but there was COVID, so yeah. it just wasn't working. Yeah. So I had to realise, oh, okay, in, in this world, I don't have to wait to have a degree to do something. Yeah. I can actually do something I love before, you know, I've yeah. got that degree. Yeah. And... You're too far in, man. You have to finish it. Yeah. I'm so I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm too far. I'm, I've Personally, got one if I'm, yeah, if I'm almost done, like, and that's the advice I give to anybody. If you're almost done, finish Just it. Just like, finish it. You don't yeah. pour it out working for no reason. At least have it on the side because you have the benefit yeah. to do that. I promise you guys But if you're just right starting, <laughs> if you're just starting, let it go at the beginning and yeah. avoid all those uni But costs. I'm happy. I went to uni for one week. Yeah. yeah. And I said it was I not for me. That. That's, that's what I always say, like, I wish I'd known earlier and I would have switched courses to just do a business course. Yeah. Like, I would have switched a long time ago, but I doubted myself. Yeah. I doubted daddy, myself yeah, so too. much. I was like, oh, no one's going to book. No one's going to spend the money. Mm. No one's going to this. And two years later, I have mm. every week I'm booked out. And it's like, I feel so very grateful that I didn't give up on myself. Yeah. And I feel so grateful that I had people around me that mm. kept sharing my Support. stuff. People mm. who kept willingly like my friends let me practice on their heads yeah. like i've had people who trusted me with their hair and it's just like again imposter syndrome will try and kick you down oh, but you have to willingly ass. want to do something yep. more than your more than someone can knock you down off yep. that sort of you know that mm. that goal 100%. um and when it comes to business um from the education side of it again looking at competitor analysis you have to look at um, your mission statement, your vision mm. statement. You have to set goals for your business. Just saying, I want my business to do this. Yep, that's already a goal. Is, Write yeah. it down. If you if you want to start start a business, yeah, don't start the business with the idea of that's just going to be a side hustle. Like mm. you know, da, da, da. No, don't do that. Set goals. Like yeah. it, don't set goals for like six years from now. Set mm. goals for set realistic every goals. Month. Yeah, realistic. set goals yeah. for every month. If this month 
I want to make, you know, 10 posts on my Instagram page. Mm. That's my goal for this month. That's mm. me making either TikTok, so I'm making, you know, yeah. Instagram content. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm actively making small goals mm. that will lead to my bigger goals. Yeah. Um, um, don't be cheap. Because I think Quality, a, lo- guys. A, lot of, a lot of people want things quick. Yeah. And they want it cheap. Um, this takes this time. Easy. It's, yeah, they, it's not easy. It's not easy. And I think... When starting a business, again, with the setting goals thing, mm. you need to know who your clients are. Mm. You need to know your who niche. you're marketing to. Mm. Yeah. You need That's to, you need to understand well. who you're trying to appeal to. Yeah. You can't just like be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell T-shirts. Yeah. You know? What are your T-shirts? Who are they for? Yeah. Like, mm. obviously... We specifically cater to black women, women of color, yeah. right? We cater to women of color. We want, we see a gap mm. and we feel, we're yeah. feeling mm. it, right? And that's so important. Write that down. Because <laughs> that part. especially Remember in that. this certain society and time where everyone wants to be a business owner, and yeah. a, the industry is extremely oversaturated, full of, full of people trying to do business, trying to like create something, trying to sell something. Make sure you look look for the gap. Find something that no, maybe yeah. a small amount of people are doing yeah. that yeah. nobody does. Make sure you're still passionate about it and apply that because some people aren't gonna like people are gonna like if it's something that everyone is already doing. They're gonna come to you and be like, "What's so special about you?" Exactly. Maybe I can go to someone else. Like and get I can, that. yeah. Like, like I feel like I can relate with that as yeah. well because like I'm a home based yeah. business rather than like a salon. And you know what? I'm gonna give someone. A golden um <laughs> a golden idea we need more people that can do silk press we oh, need natural hair we need care. more people that know how to work with natural hair mm. if you have that knowledge and if you're willing to learn about it i'm telling you you better monetize that shit because we need that we especially in this australia and don't don't rush take to, your time with it don't rush to like just you know get something out there because Again, when you create a business, as much as it is just a business, people want to know who's behind it. Mm. People want to know what makes that business what it is. That's why whenever you will see any sort of business course, they tell you to write a mission and vision statement mm. because they want you to know what your brand stands yeah. for and they want your clients to, to know what your brand stands mm. for. Because at the end of the day, the best example I can give is fast fashion. Anyone can go onto freaking Alibaba and buy these outfits that we see. Like, they will knock off big designers and make a cheap (laughs) version. And I'm so sorry. Like, I I, I really hate to be that person, but I have an issue personally with fast fashion small businesses because I don't... I think I love authentic people who Mm. create their own content. Mm. And even just actually make... There's actually real fashion. I have a friend back who has he like he sews his clothes yeah and then he sends it to his manufacturers to make exactly and then he try he gets samples and he makes sure that they're good but like, the crazy part about people who have that talent is those people will then come and steal yeah those things. and that's that's it's what really so, hurts me is yeah because i like how all your content is your content yeah mm. all your content is your content mm. all my content is my content yeah i personally if you're gonna have a business I, I hate to say it, but it's so lazy to me to just go and take a picture and of AliExpress or you've got a celebrity in an outfit and you post it and you're like, this is what I'm selling. That's not what you're selling. Yeah. You could be selling something that's like 
thinner like the material mm. is thinner that person could be wearing gucci mm. and you're selling something that's giving pretty little thing yeah and if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but i just find it very lazy yeah i think that we have more than enough fast fashion yeah. brands mm. you're charging and uh, everyone charges Guys. their own but again i'm not paying yeah. 50 dollars for something that you went on aliexpress <laughs> didn't really think about and you're just for out. money just guys for money. like it puts such a bad name on yeah. the rest of us who and it shows some of us care some of us really care mm. some of us prioritize mm. and put in so much work mm. so when people who just only think about the money and adding the ceo thing oh my days leave the ceo alone this ceo had i'm not even a ceo i'm not a ceo please go find the hairstylist go, go search up ceo and then read the definition of a I'm ceo before you call yourself that Literally. guys take your time take with your time. it and you I need th- to be creating quality service you need to be creating quality um it's products. it's it's their their it's brand important. as a person yeah. Yeah. you're putting your name you're on put, it literally well. exactly you're putting your name on mm. it when people think of you they're going to think of that business yep. when people think of your business they're going to think of you 100%. so you have to make sure that you, whatever service or product you're giving you want them to think of you in a good way yeah. and not everyone's going to like it that's fine but yeah. that's also a learning curve and i just 100% i just yeah take mm-hmm. take your time take understand your time, what you're doing understand yeah. who you are appealing to and just like stop trying to make it a, a thing you have to tick off a list yeah. it's not it's not a requirement like it's really some of us we are struggling 100% but we are passionate so that's why yeah, we keep going we're succeeding yeah. guys the last piece of advice i can give you is create little milestones and every time you achieve those milestones, reward yourself. But yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed. Um, this was actually a really enjoyable first episode. So yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for the next one. And make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Um, spread the word. I am it's done. Yeah, it's done. Um, and to all my listeners on Spotify, um, yeah, make sure you share my um podcast. Let other people know. And share to people with small businesses as well, like my my mm. black owned business out there. Make sure you guys listen to this because I'm sure you take a lot out of it. Um, and yeah, I'll see you guys in my next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>